I'm Jackie Patton, and last year I founded Inkblot Creative, a brand new and very different communications and marketing agency. I love to chat with an interesting human, so on every episode of Series 2, I'm going to be talking to business leaders, creatives, and everyone in between about how they stay connected. We chat about big goals, important relationships, and holding on to a sense of purpose when what's going on in the world right now isn't always in our control. I can't wait for you to join us for these conversations. Tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And if you're enjoying these chats as much as we are, I'd really love for you to leave us a review. This week, I'm talking to the lovely Kit Shania. Kit's a sport and exercise nutritionist and a bit of a cereal business founder. He has the business True Food and more recently Bond Street Health. He's on a mission to help as many people as possible with his passion for food, so I can't wait to hear what he's got in store. Sit back, relax, and grab a cup of tea. This is Stay Connected. Kit, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Jackie. So every episode, I ask my guests to bring along an object that they feel really connected to. And I can see on the table in front of us a very interesting looking object. Would you like to describe for our listeners what that is? Uh, yeah, no problem. So what I have here is a New Zealand green stone. So this was something that was given to me whilst I was at university in New Zealand. Um, and it's kind of part of that Maori tradition down there. And you have to be gifted it. And one of my very good friends down there uh, gave me that before I left. And um, it's just something that I've always treasured. And you keep it with you or does it have a special place where it lives? So it does have a special place where it lives, but it is on a necklace. So depending on what I'm up to, if I'm traveling, I'd, I'd definitely take it with me. Uh, but for like home life, it's generally just in its place. But I know exactly where it is. Yeah, that's really cool. It's an amazing color. So you went to uni out in New Zealand then? Yes, I was super lucky to take the opportunity to go and basically do my degree in Christchurch instead of say doing it in the UK and that just came about because I just thought the UK didn't look hugely exciting (laughs) (laughs) where else could I go that would be better yeah and um the the course the courses there were just as good as what was going on in the UK but it kind of gave me that option to to travel and also get a degree at the same time so I literally flew out there with my mum in February which is their start of year so they do February to December and we yeah like checked into uni halls did everything as normal um she then went off and did a road trip herself with a friend and then came back four weeks later and I'd kind of started the course and everything was rocking and rolling and uh yeah ended up obviously staying there for for the three-year degree and then coming back after that that's amazing. What an amazing opportunity to like live somewhere completely different as I well. Know. It was, it was exactly, it was exactly kind of how I thought it would be like completely fresh and new. And I did all the traveling that I could on the student budget. So I managed to get um, over to Australia and do a few spots there. Managed to pop over to Fiji, oh, which is another Fiji. incredible spot. Good food there. Yeah. Nice people. Great weather. <laughs> super actually. nice people. Super nice people. Yeah. And and obviously traveled New Zealand like two or three times, just looping all of the cool spots, doing all the cool activities. Um, Such a beautiful country. Isn't oh, it? it was amazing. Apart from the slight wobbles about halfway through with the earthquakes. but Yeah, so you were living there during the Christchurch yes, earthquake? Yes, I was in my bed tucked away at 3am when the first one arrived. So yeah, pretty intense um, wake up, to be honest, and... Uh, as one of my flatmates or housemates was in at the time. So we kind of ran out the house together, really not knowing what was going on. Mm. Well, if you wake up in the night and that's going on, you don't immediately think it must be an earthquake. Yeah. Especially not when you're British. It's it's really hard to, 
it is obviously really hard to describe it but the best way i've kind of found is that it sounds like a train or a plane is crashing into your house so the noise is really intense and you can't really overwhelming I like yeah that. and you, you can't really comprehend it because it's just noise going on but you're not sure what it is but it's obviously just the ground shaking and everything moving um and obviously really intense rumbles and movements so you're kind of in your bed getting and or then not. you kind of get thrown out your bed. Really, yeah. yeah so I remember running across the hallway to her room um and it threw me into the kitchen sink which had all our dishes in <laughs> which we hadn't done um Student and house. like all my hands went in there and like went on the dirty plates and the knives and forks and then kind of all the drawers had come out in the kitchen and were all falling on the floor and all the cutlery was all over the place and so like grabbed her she was just sat on her bed frozen like didn't know what to do either and we ran outside um obviously since then realized that wasn't the right thing to do but just felt like the house was going to come down and I guess in that moment you don't know if it's just your house exactly yeah. you don't know what's no going idea on. yeah no idea and um you then go outside and all the trees are kind of swaying left to right all the cars are bouncing and all their alarms are going off the lampposts have fallen down the road is like torn up so it's just a really incredible overwhelming experience and so, scary right yeah, as well yeah, like pretty petrifying scary. definitely anything at 3 a.m is scary that's weird isn't it how yeah. our brains do that like things in the night yeah it's worse it was it was pretty uh it was pretty so uni was shut but we they moved everything online very quickly much like actually it's just happened now yeah kind of well it's a lectures, disaster right so the, yeah checking in online with your lecturers um remote hand-ins all of that so we still went through university but um, and then we kind of got outsourced to different buildings. So we had to travel outside of the city outside center. of the city to find a classroom to be in. And then they built temporary classrooms. So it was a bit, again, a really different experience, but glad, glad we all survived and, and, mm. and uni survived and all my friends were fine and things. So, yeah. And like, that must have been a bit of a, I don't want to say life altering, but it must have been a bit of like, there are moments in your life, aren't there, where you kind of go, oh, okay. This might be shorter than I was expecting it to be. It, <laughs> it kind of makes you reassess a bit. Yeah, it did. And and that's really what then led me to just coming home because I thought I can't really live in New Zealand with this uncertainty. You know, like mm. the, the whole city had kind of crumbled and that's really where I was had. building life. So it was just time the following year to kind of come home. I came home a little bit early and just finished off uni from here. And just kind of, yeah, kind of um, got my feet back on solid ground. Literally. And and to this day, you know, I still speak to my friends down there and they, they still have rumbles. So it's to think that all these years, the aftershocks have just been rolling through and they've just been living with it and kind of, you know, buildings are opening, but with different structure or like things are a little bit different in the city. They're actually all still there pretty much. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Well, it's kind of, it's that mental thing, isn't it, of like, some people, I imagine, can compartmentalise that and be like, it's fine. I don't think I could. No. I think every time it happened, I'd be blinking. What's going on? And it's just about whether you want to spend your time like that, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of wore, wore thin on me. Yeah, and I was yeah. there kind of thinking, I don't really like the rumbles, particularly in the night. You know, if you have one, do you know if it's going to be a big one or not? So it just yeah left you with this kind of world of uncertainty and just worry as I was leaving and waving to my friends um on the doorstep and getting a lift to the airport there an earthquake went and I was just like this is exactly why I'm leaving <laughs> that's like a perfect <laughs> just, timing it was perfect solidified your, yeah. your yeah. decision making get me on that plane so you mentioned your mum had took you out to New Zealand oh, yeah. to wave yeah. you off good old mum that's a good trip to have made to drop yeah. you off at uni <laughs> but what was um what was kind of your life like growing up so you grew up in Jersey yeah, I was here. Yeah, so I'm the youngest of 
uh, four. Wow. Okay. So I've got an elder sister um, and then two older brothers. Okay. And yeah, my mum pretty much brought us up. My dad was a bit in and out of the house, unfortunately, but my mum was super strong, super kind of on it with us. We all went, you know, and did really well at school. Um, All everyone but my older brother went to university, but he's got into carpentry and is now a local carpenter. So we've all gone on these amazing paths. So my sister's an art director in America. Wow. Really, really cool job. That's a good job. And is now married there with a with a little boy. My, uh, yeah, as I said, my brother's, one of my brothers is a carpenter. And my other brother um, has a, uh, a, a brewery in the UK. These are great jobs. I know, really cool. So my mum's really proud that we've all kind of got done our own thing and it's it's a, done what we really wanted to do. a self-employed theme in there Yeah, as well. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit there. Yeah, so all quite independent, probably a bit stubborn. Um, <laughs> Not <laughs> and, bad traits for a business owner. <laughs> yeah, and, and here we are. So That's really interesting. So were you, because obviously, do you want to tell everybody what it is you actually do? Mm, so um, I call myself a performance nutritionist. So following the, the degree at university in New Zealand, went to then do a master's to specialise just in sports nutrition. Um, and that covers human nutrition and obviously all the performance side of kind of a- actual athletes doing events. So coming back to Jersey, having done that, I realised that no one else was doing private mm. practice in that area who was registered so I'm with a, an official body. So I'm kind of regulated. Uh, so, yeah, basically started cracking on with that to then help the people of Jersey. And obviously my online stuff means I can see people overseas, which is really cool. And and essentially just help them change their food to help them perform better or feel better, change their body composition, you know, look at their immune system, whatever their, their goals are. We just kind of tailor that um, for them. And were you always interested in that growing up? Were you always like interested in like health and like how your body worked and things? Or was it kind of something that came later on? Or? I think it definitely came later. I didn't, I, I probably like most people, I was doing A-levels, not really knowing what I was going to do. Yeah. And then thought, okay, I could squeeze in a gap year slash degree at uni. So I did that. But it was at uni where a lecturer um, was the then All Blacks nutritionist. Wow. And I was just kind of, yeah, completely caught on that. because I just thought that's really cool. That is really cool. And he worked with like a few of the top rugby teams down there. And I just thought, yeah, actually, that would be a really nice line of work. And so we had a few nutrition modules within the degree, but then I just had to take that one step further and get the master's and specialise. So that's actually where it came from, like second year of uni. <laughs> so it's fairly spontaneous, but I genuinely love it and still kind of have that thirst for it. So I'm quite happy. It's funny, isn't it, how sometimes things happen? Like imagine if you hadn't gone to that lecture or like he hadn't have been your exactly. tutor at that time. What would yeah. you have been doing? I know. I know. Well, this is where we are. This is the path we're on. I love that, though. That's great. So you had a quite a big family, four kids. Yeah. That's loads of you. Yeah. And your mum. And what about at school? So you mentioned going to uni, but were you like a model student at school or were you someone that kind of bunked off of it? What no, was I, was a good boy. <laughs> I was a good boy. <laughs> Love it. I was a good boy. So I was at De La Salle and then moved to Victoria College for sixth form um, to kind of capitalise on the sports scene there because yeah. it was taken a bit more seriously. And then me and my best friend uh, moved there and had already had like a group of friends there through the sports world so we kind of yeah kind of moved to Vic was a bit controversial at the time um because they're kind of like head-to-head yeah these are like competing boys schools in the island yeah so So it was a fairly big move but um paid off the support at Victoria College was great and 
like the head of sixth form then, um, Alan Hammer, was incredible and was literally looking at us all case by case and obviously took on my really fresh case of thinking, yeah, I'll go to University of New Zealand and was loving it and was really supportive and <laughs> oh, did loads good. of extra paperwork for me. And um, so, yeah, kind of a really, really good move. Kind of that started from there, really, to, to get where I am today. That's amazing. And do you, did you, so I know you kind of the nutrition side of things was kind of a bit of a fluke that it popped up but a very serendipitous one but did you see yourself kind of having because you've got businesses on the go did you see yourself then like as somebody that would be a business owner and running businesses absolutely not (laughs) I just had I just kind of winged it a bit so originally when I came back I, I needed some money so I took a job at a gym where they needed a nutritionist but also had hours on on the desk yeah so I could kind of flick between both of those but gradually grow the nutrition and it was only a year after doing that when I realized it would be fairly straightforward for me to rent spaces in in medical practices in their clinics and just basically build the brand and build the business and get a following of clientele yeah and it, it literally just kind of spawned from that and so much so that here we are seven years later and Bond Street Health was born where actually I had the, the the kind of following and also the pull to bring other people in with me. So you start doing what you were doing, but the other way around. Yeah. Right? So you start to build that. Yeah. So it's it's worked out quite well, obviously small blip with Corona, but fundamentally like the business is there that we are supporting people focusing on their nutrition and we're all qualified and registered and we're kind of making a bit of a hub for it and then seeing how that expands and where that grows into like behavior change psychology mindset support or um well it really just depends on how where the business grows to in the coming years because it's so fresh um will be quite exciting that is really interesting isn't it and do you think during corona that people have kind of there's more of a focus on like health now that because something about a global pandemic that kind of makes mm. you go oh am I looking after myself <laughs> there was I, I'd like to think so but I might just be kind of telling myself that <laughs> like, this is going to be great this is going to happen so that we I mean we obviously had a few quiet months in terms of inquiries and people coming in um we were doing video consultations but I think everyone was didn't really have the confidence to spend their money on like a bit of a luxury item having a nutritionist to Mm. support you we were quiet but we weren't like back down to ground zero so we we kind of treaded water through that but now I think that people have a bit more confidence and their jobs are obviously a bit more certain and whatever's been going on with the furloughing and and Mm. and obviously locally they're about everyone's about to get a hundred pounds each people will have a bit more confidence to kind of spend that again. And we're hoping that they do think, okay, that should health be a good thing uh, yeah, to invest in. So um, we'll, we'll see, but definitely in the last four weeks, business has, has been picking back up again and there's been a lot more engagement and a lot more inquiry. So we're feeling a bit more relaxed. That's, yeah. A bit more like, ah, oh, okay. We can yes. have a little moment. Yes. So you said you're obviously your mum was a bit of a driving force when you were growing up. Have you had any kind of, anyone in your life as you've kind of gone through this journey of uni and then becoming a nutritionist and then starting a business that's kind of that you've had like a real connected relationship with like a mentor or anyone that's helped you along or has it been a kind of a bit of a fly by the seat of pants see what happens a little bit of that I think I've tried to call the right people at the right time so 
my mum is still there and she'll still listen and encourage and do all the right things, but also be brutally honest, which is great. You need that. Um, my, my siblings are also really good. Like my sister's really knows her stuff and has been super supportive as well. And then generally, uh, so my one of my cousins is is does my accounting is, you know, super, super helpful on that side of things. Another one of my cousins is a lawyer. They're like top lawyers. So It's a family affair then. Oh, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. And you kind of end up... Um, engaging with these people I think when you really need it and and then you realize that actually this is what it's about you can kind of tap into those things but obviously try and give back what you can um you know send them a few beers and <laughs> a few bottles of wine um, For sure. um so so I haven't necessarily had anyone who steered me I think I've been fairly independent in that respect but in a way of again I'm just reflecting and looking back it's been quite nice I've been quite organically growing and just doing what I want and seeing what works and then moving from that rather than be steered by someone or be forced to do something. Mm. Yeah, because you can see it's a bit more trial and error then, isn't it? And it kind yes. of works out the way it's meant to. Yeah, and it kind of grows to where it's meant to be rather than, you know, I'm not trying to force a product. Like the product is there because the, de- the demand, demand is there. So yeah. that's kind of why I think I've managed to survive. <laughs> that's great though, right? <laughs> yeah, very happy. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are now. I think this is good. It's worked out all right. Um. And obviously you said at the beginning there that you're, you didn't initially, like, you know, seven-year-old Kit wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a nutritionist. <laughs> but obviously you're super passionate about it. How do you kind of keep that alive, that like buzzy feeling about what you do? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm constantly reading. I just want to know what's going on. It might just be because nutrition is such a novel subject and there's a lot of new research coming out and things change and new publications um, shed new light on new um, ways to do things. And I guess I just find it quite interesting because you can alter so much of someone's life with their food in a good way. Um, And so many people have so many unanswered questions that I feel like I can answer. And that is really nice for me to have answers for people in, in so many departments, whether, yeah, it's their immune system or their body composition change or sports performance they can get you know I like to reassure them that they're getting trustworthy advice and that it feels good and that yeah that kind of spurs me on to keep doing it and I guess as you're saying about like there's so much stuff in the nutrition world there's also just loads of crap isn't there on the <laughs> internet like if you've got Instagram you can probably find 50 different people that'll tell that's you it. something you need to be doing for that's your it. nutrition and so we're <laughs> a, a swimming against the tide yeah. a bit in that respect but even if I just take the pool of Jersey, I like to think I'm making quite a good impact here and, and shouting quite loud. And that's why, you know, joining forces with like Bo at Pinpoint Nutrition to come into Bond Street Health means we can both shout louder. You start to get a bit of a yeah, going. Yeah, and a bit of momentum. And we're both singing from the same hymn sheet. So it makes sense for us to, to kind of team up in that respect. So I think locally, if we can make a good impact and, and make sure people know that there's a source of good information rather than going on Google or Instagram. Drink this skinny tea and all your problems will be yeah. solved. So you, you can imagine how many times I've been asked all those questions. and Well, you don't know what you don't know, do you? Exactly. So we're, we're trying to be that kind of library of information. So we're gradually building and... Um, you know, I've got an app coming out where we can get people oh, on there exciting. with a library and with good content and good information so that they don't have to tap, you know, Safari. They can tap, oh, I'll get the True Food app and actually I can get an answer there. 
So that's kind yeah, of one the that's idea. actually backed up by something exactly real, exactly, <laughs> and science based. Yeah, science based. That's it. Because because it's you know people end up getting unhealthier going down that route, and we're constantly trying to convince people like no, that isn't the right answer. But we can't just go around saying no, 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 don't do that. We've got to come up with actually what they should be doing or could be doing, which would have better results. So it's that you're kind of convincing people or bringing them onto your your train of thought, which is what we're after, really. And I guess a lot of stuff about like what you eat is super emotional, isn't it? Like we're so like I know people talk about like emotional eating, but like when you're happy, you have food to eat. When you're sad, you have food to eat. The way you think about your food and your body and your performance is so like a part of you, isn't mm. it? It must be quite that's a bit of a minefield for different people who need different things. It is. It's really kind of intertwined. And we know that as a practice, we can't be someone's everything. You know, mm. we can't be your counsellor, your psychologist. We can't be your doctor or your physio. So that's, again, why I've ended up building quite a good network being in these clinics. I know who the right physios and the so, right doctors or the right counsellors to send people to so that we can they can have that full wheel of support. And, you know, we, we get very basic training and kind of CBT um, nutrition, mm. but it's better that we're just aware that there's someone who can do it and do it properly. And we're also on the scene helping that person. So, yeah, you do the bit you're good at. Exactly. And you find someone that's good at the other yeah. bit and you do it together. Staying in your lane is so important. <laughs> it is, isn't <laughs> Because it? You, you end up naturally, you know, thinking you're going to be helping, but you're actually probably doing more harm. And so being a kind of master of one thing rather than a jack of all trades, yeah, is... is the way that we think about it i like what you were saying before about bringing bow in at pinpoint the reason i like that is because i always think when i meet people that run businesses there's kind of two mindsets right there's that scarcity mindset of like i do this thing and i can't share clients and i can't talk to anyone about that because if i do that then that's taking mm. away or there's that mindset of yeah cool he's a nutritionist but we're singing from the same industry let's get together let's yeah. do more together like that's really interesting have you always kind of thought in that way or is that something you've learned or um i probably well, well, Bo, Bo was on my radar because he was the only <laughs> other like looking around. He was the only other guy in Jersey with an actual degree in nutrition and was registered with another body. So I was like, okay, he's legitimate. That's a big deal. So, and then obviously, you know, super nice guy, mm, really easy to catch up with and and meet. So we we just met off the cuff and um, we actually started a project really early on, but we kind of put it to bed because Bond Street came about. So. Um, yeah, I just kind of knew that it would be a better idea because otherwise you do, you end up with that kind of selfish vibe that you have of like, no, don't touch anything I'm doing. I'm going to take over. But there's there's plenty to go around. Oh, like yeah. we're, we're, we're both flying with business. So it's actually ended up as beneficial as we for both. It's right? beneficial. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of healthy competition. So. Yeah, Bo's Bo been great and um, has really taken on board so much. And, and we're constantly kind of dipping in and out of each other's offices, like talking about, you know, what's been published or what's just happened or talking about a client that needs some extra help. So there's a really nice dynamic in there. Yeah, that must be a nice place to work as well. And you feel like, oh, this is good. I've got someone to bounce things off. So good, because it's a little bit isolating being in Jersey. And know. just having a business. Like, so I started a business last year and that's the one thing I wish someone had said to me. It's bloody lonely. It's a couple of months where I was just sat there thinking, I'd just like someone to make me a cup of tea. It's been quite nice, wouldn't it? I'll just get a bow to make thanks, you. Thanks, yeah, I just might come and pop into Bond Street for half an afternoon and just sit around. Yeah, so that I've got people to chat to. Um, when you arrived today, before we started recording, you were telling me that you've just had another baby. 
we have. So you're a daddy of two now. Daddy of two, as you believe. I know, yeah. So well, you don't look old enough to have one baby, let alone two oh, babies. It's very kind of you. I look tired enough. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but we've talked a lot about work and kind of like how you keep that all going. But like that's a lot to manage with, obviously, your partner and two kids mm. now. Like how do you kind of make sure that you're keeping those relationships really good and like staying connected there and... Yeah, well, my the 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 massive compliment is to my wife. <laughs> so she's doing it. <laughs> so she's doing a lot of the hard work. So she's breastfeeding, which takes loads so of admin away from me, and she's also fully, obviously, supportive and appreciative of what self-employed means, and knows that I will like jump on my laptop if I have five minutes, you yeah. know, and I will do an email here and there for my phone, and she 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 also knows that it comes with the flexibility of me saying, okay, well, I'll be off for that afternoon or don't worry I don't need to do that for a few hours so I'm not in this kind of rigid nine to five I'm much more flexible which has give and take yeah it's a bit of give and take so we you know having the second in lockdown meant that I was kind of on a on a paternity leave not that I have to pay myself (laughs) or get anything wrong but uh it was kind of a forced one so it worked out really well that I was around and I was much more flexible flicking my clients around a little bit they're obviously really understanding and more flexible because they're at home and more flexible because they're at home so it worked out really well and now we're just kind of getting through so he's five months now and our other one's two so we're just kind of getting to the time where we need to start settling down the new one's bedtime routine. And we did that with the first and that just changed everything. At six months, we did sleep training and kind of locked everything in. So we're in a nice routine. So she knows what she's doing every day. Um, she's currently um, uh, on uh, maternity leave or going to be looking for a new job in a few months. So we're we're in this phase where yeah, we're just doing babies and I'm kind of floating in and out <laughs> doing as much as I can. But it's, uh, yeah, we absolutely love it. Like, we've had such a good time. And, like, I really love, like, having entire days where I don't even pick up my phone and then entire days where I'm at the office. And But key things happen, like, I'm always home for bath time. So dinner, oh. dinner bath, bed always happens. Um, so always put Lars to bed. And Great we'll probably... name, Lars. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We love it. And then Heath is the next name. Oh, so. good names yeah. for these children. Thanks. thanks. Uh, so, yeah, there's key things like that. So I know I have that kind of fusion going on. But fundamentally, like, I know where I draw the line. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, running the world. I'm not doing anything super crazy. So I know that I can put things on the back burner for five hours, for 10 hours, for 24 hours, for a week, depending on what that is. So it's, I, I love it. I think, you know, the flexibility is just ideal. It's those boundaries though, isn't it? It's like knowing where you draw the line and the things you won't miss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've necessarily missed anything in that respect, but um, I, I suspect as I get busier and more things happen in the next five to 10 years, there might be a few more things that do come up. But I guess by that busy. point, like your kids will be older. So it's yeah. different things with them then, isn't it? And Phoebe will yeah. be doing different jobs, she'll be at yeah. home or whatever. So. All of that. I think the baby time is one thing you know you're never going to have again. So you yeah. try and get as much time there as you can, as hard as it is. But it's also it's it's super lovely. Yeah, short lived. And Lars has just been growing up in front of our eyes, you know, week by week. So you do look back, you know, a couple of months, and you think, wow, so much changing. Like, you really got to be here. Especially when the, did you say he's two? Yes. It's so quick, isn't it? I've got so a godson who's two and a half, and I, I've just seen him after lockdown. I was like, you're like a completely different little human. <laughs> What's just that? And that's like a few months. That's it. Yeah. They changed so far. We've just had that, just had that with him where he's gone from being a, a squishy baby to like a toddler. 
Um, so yes, it's you can't miss it. No, that's amazing. So apart from being a daddy and running a business and all the other things that are going on, what do you do to like switch off? What do you do for you to kind of reconnect just for you? Is there any just kit time or? Um, it's hard to find at the moment with the family, but it's not saying that I necessarily need it. I feel like I'm just happy with all elements, which I know we're really fortunate to have. Like we've got a lovely house, got the boys, everyone's well. Phoebe's super happy. We've got great grandparents around us here in Jersey. So things are running pretty smoothly. I think if I was, you know, again, I have a few invites, you know, out with the boys and go paddleboarding or go and stay at Seymour Tower, which we'll do in a few weeks. So nice. things like that is really where, you know, kind of get out in the wilderness a bit and just get out on the water. That's usually what would be my go-to option. Yeah. I think it, you know, in the years before it might have been golf where I spent more really? hours on the golf course, but I tend to not commit to that too much. It's a long game, moment. right? When long you've got game. kids. <laughs> it's a long game. You think four hours on a boat or four hours on the golf course and usually the, the sea activities win. Yeah, especially if it's sunny or like nice. Exactly. Yeah. So it's funny, I when I asked you that question, you kind of said, Oh, I don't really know if I need it. Mm. So that's like I don't think anyone's ever said that to me before. Oh, normally go. I get I'm not very good at focusing on myself or this is the thing but you're like no it's all just swimming yeah. along nicely yeah very happy very content oh I love that that's a good <laughs> answer rare but good good and what about in the future so you've obviously like you said the business has been going seven years mm. so there's like a lot has happened in seven years oh from gosh. just to this point right know, that's yeah. loads yes but have you got any kind of big goals for the future that you're like honing in on Oh, are there any like question. exciting things that you're thinking? <laughs> well, the app is a big deal. Mm. The app is a big deal, big investment. So um, uh, just brought on a colleague, Paul, who's just recently uh, qualified. So actually at the tail end of last year, qualified in nutrition. And we kind of teed that up a few years ago that he'd get qualified and, and come on come board back. to True Food. So we we decided to invest in the app because we want to give our, our clients like a really good experience. But we also want to kind of expand our client base so that we have uh, that kind of quiet income of someone using the app who's not necessarily seeing us one to one. So there's a whole like stream of layers that will come with that app. But we're at the very basic stage at the moment where it will just service our clients and make their life really easy and make our lives a bit easier. But I think that's really where we're going to be putting a lot of focus and energy into Um I don't really plan, you know, big things too far in advance. I like to kind of see what the demand is and then come up, you know, with the solution. And, and that the app is solving so much for us in terms of connecting with our clients, keeping their accountability up, giving them extra resources. And that obviously in the digital world can expand so quickly. So I think that's where it's going to, a lot of our energy is going to be going. That's exciting though, isn't it? It is. It's really good. And actually, I must say a big thanks to Nexus Tech, who are a local company who built that for us from scratch. Wow. And have been absolutely amazing. So those guys have, have been really passionate about the app, even just from me going in to describe it. So I thought, yeah, it's a really cool idea. Like We can see how it'd be helpful. So that kind of, again, gave us a bit of... Uh, confidence to invest in it and and let them kind of run away with the idea i whenever i talk to anyone that's techie like that i just i just can't get my head around how they go from nothing to these things like i, I just know. i'm like no it's, it's not for me it's a whole nother world yeah it's not my it's that, not my strong suit that, co so. that coding world is incredible <laughs> but it's like nothing and then suddenly they're like ta-da mm. you have no idea how they got there i know and finally just to wrap up is there anything that you so we've got what, a couple of months left of 2020 
Is there anything that you want to do better or more of or less of? Is there anything kind of this year that you're thinking, right, by the end of this year, these are the things I've got to get? I think we need to just get back to steady. And it's been really wobbly. So wobbly for Trufi because no one was actually doing any sports events and yeah. no one wanted to spend their money, which is absolutely fair enough to get nutrition help. And then Bond Street obviously had a bit of a wobble because we had tenants and, and leases and rent and to be brand paid. New business and brand new business. <laughs> so um, that, w- that, w- that threw a bit of a spanner in the work. So it'd just be really nice if I could make it to 2021 with back to where we were. Just like a nice even playing field. Yeah, nice even playing field. Confidence is filled again um, and things are running smoothly. And, and we just want to make sure that we're not worrying about all the internal stress of our companies. We actually just want to be have the energy for our clients and help them and service them and after the new baby and like yeah, having like a bit of a sleep cycle nailed yes. down and all of that as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the family think that that will definitely ha- that has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> non-negotiable. So it's non-negotiable. Uh, but business-wise, it'd just be really nice to be yeah relaxed about it again. Oh, that's a, cool. that's a good goal for the end of the year. It's been so lovely talking to you. Before we finish up. If anybody wants to know about the many things you've got your fingers in at the minute, where can they find out more about you, True Food, Bond Street Health? Sure. So the easiest place to find out about True Food is truefood.je. Amazing. And uh, Bond Street Health is bondstreethealth.com. Perfect. Um, and anything else, just please don't be shy to message us directly because I think, you know, just getting in touch with someone, if you have a query or a question, don't even worry about booking. Let's just see if we can help. Um, so yeah just keep in touch and looking forward to hearing from people and I'll um, put all your contact dates and everything in the show notes as well so that everyone can find them thank you very much thanks Kit hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it you can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode and why not subscribe so you don't miss out if you like it then don't forget to leave us a five star review because they really do help and head over to Instagram at ink underscore block underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.